Welcome to episode 175 of the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable podcast. This show was recorded on January 1st, New Year's Day, 2018. The Spokesman Cycling Roundtable podcast is brought to you by Jensen USA, where you'll always find a great selection of products at amazing prices with unparalleled customer service. For more information, just go to jensenusa.com slash the spokesman. And now for a limited time, new customers to Jensen USA who are referred by the spokesman get 10% off one item. Simply enter the spokesman, no spaces, at checkout. I am Carlton Reed, and I am the editor, executive editor, in fact, of ByteBiz dot com the industry magazine and i've got a bunch of industry types and well one racing type as well uh with me in front of microphones all over the world on this new year's day so let's just first of all say happy new year everybody happy new year happy new year Year. it's 2018 that is just well to me amazing another year (laughs) <laughs> that you live to. Well, exactly. Uh, well, a My cyclist. Dad. It's quite the accomplishment, all things considered. <laughs> Absolutely. So let, let's let's. My dad lost money on his life insurance policy again. <laughs> let's when go you through. Live longer? Do you lose money? I'm sorry. That, no. I'll look it up later. No, that's oh, okay. No, he bought a policy on me. He figured it would be a good investment. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I used to get birthday cards that say, "Sorry, I didn't make any money this year." <laughs> You laugh, I'm serious. (laughs) So, you are listening to Jim. Jim, introduce yourself, Jim. Hi, I'm Jim Moss, and probably for a couple bucks, my dad will pay you to hit me, so. (laughs) (laughs) That's horrible. So, 2018, January, this could be the last show that Jim is actually on here. Yeah, yeah. 14 people are lining up outside of the rocks. And we have Aisha, who, where are you at the moment? Because you said you've moved. Where are you physically based? Where are you? I am now physically based just outside of Atlanta in Decatur, Georgia. That's hot, isn't it? Is that hot? Nowhere is hot. That is what I am convinced of. Okay. Everywhere is cold. (laughs) So, Aisha, why did you move? Is it a professional reason? No, I'm the type who moves when they feel like it. (laughs) I don't don't usually need a good reason. Uh, Just trying something different. I'm actually, I was born here. So I'm living Ah. in the house where I started, I guess. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. And we also have on the show uh, a stranger uh, in in many respects Mm. and and not a stranger in other respects. And that's David. How's it going, David? Happy New Year, Carlton. And, and, And to you. So, um, I, so, so I'm, I'm going to do what I always do. I'm going to take over. So, um, <laughs> Carlton, you've got a new puppy. Jim has two new puppies. Aisha, any new dogs this year? No new dogs. Just the same puppy I've always had. Nice, excellent. How, how's the puppy going there, Carlton? In the bitey stage at the moment. Oh um, yeah. We are not dog people. This is completely what, new to us. What kind of puppy? It's a Labrador. Golden Retriever Aww, Cross. How cute! It's a it's a guide dog for the blind dog, so we're training it for a year. So we only oh, have awesome. We only have this dog for just over a year, so it's uh, quite a few guide dog friends. Yeah. If if you mm-hmm. are at 
all like me, listeners, and you're a dog person, you've got to follow Carlton on Instagram. It is the cutest, cutest <laughs> puppy. She, What's Carlton's handle? She, Carl, well, it's going to, I'll have to change it to Carlton Reed Bike, but um, but a dog, I should say, Carlton Reed Dog. But right now it's Carlton Reed Bike on Instagram. Got it. Okay. Yes, I, I've noticed that when you post dog pictures, and I guess it's the same <laughs> for cat pictures, you're, you're kind of... <laughs> That's the internet. It, it, exactly. It's, it's less stressful than pretty much anything else happening in the world right now. So. Yeah. And meanwhile, <laughs> Jim has two new puppies too. Yes. What do you have, Jim? I picked, them up, I picked them up five months ago as nine pound little balls of fluff. They're Aww. great Pyrenees. And uh, next week they'll be six months old and they're working their way through 75 pounds. Wow. And are these brother and sister or brother and brother or sister and sister? Brother what are and they? Brother. Brother and brother. Cool. Brother and brother. Um, they're, they're currently working their way through the house. Just mm. going to chew it up. <laughs> now, does anybody have trail dogs or are these all indoor dogs? Who has trail dogs? Know. These are outdoor dogs. They're just not in, they're not long. They can travel long distances at slow speeds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like, their like yeah, I didn't want to go there too much, but yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> David, are your dogs, do they go outside with you riding? Oh yeah. 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 Um, so my black lab loves going on the trail, mm -hmm. um, but you know, the older he gets the, and he's got, he's got some heart issues too. So he can't go long distances anymore, but he, mm -hmm. but anytime he can be outside in the dirt, in the snow, he's happy. Sweet. Okay. This is not the dog podcast. This is definitely <laughs> cycling. It I, I, we, could be. Well, if we're going to ramp up our numbers, we, okay, let's just talk about dogs for the rest of the show. Cats. Uh, did, who said cats? I did. Did somebody say, oh, no, don't go there. I'm allergic to cats. I, okay. uh, we, don't we ever come cat. to my house. I've got two. Uh, I'm we coming out in hives cat. right now. That that until recently could chase two seventy pound great pyrenees <laughs> through the house. Wow. At, at seventy five, the cats finally realized they really do outweigh him by mm -hmm. sixty some pounds. So mm -hmm. Carlton's like, I'm gonna edit all this out because we're supposed to be talking about bikes. Well, my cat I'm sure can't you can, ride a bike either. I'm sure you can do a Venn diagram showing that there's an enormous <laughs> crossover potential here. I am discovering this by posting dog pictures yeah. to a dog channel, in effect, to a bike channel, yeah. in effect. I'm, I'm getting there's an awful lot of people out there who had the same problem as me, which was getting oil, chain oil, out of a blonde dog, uh, her fur. So people have expertise here on getting, oh. of, of sorting Save stuff out. Tips. I could do, couldn't I? That's a good one. Yeah, thank you, David. Aisha, we should have, we should say we, we we generally end on tips, so that's like a yeah. a, a forty minute warning, perhaps if uh, if you need to come up with something, Google maybe if, <laughs> if you need to get something in. Uh, if you make it New Yearish, even even better. However, today's show is not a normal show because we are recording on New Year's Day on January the first. I am now in the evening of January the 1st, so I'm in the UK. You guys, it's the afternoon for you. So tell me uh, what you were doing last night to to bring in the new year and, and how important this is, is to you Americans. So Jim, tell me, tell me what you're doing. Sat on the couch and watched TV. I worked <laughs> until 7.30 or 8 and went down and Gil and I ordered Thai food and watched TV and went to bed. Sorry. 
Cool. What time did you go to did bed? You go to bed before midnight? Uh, no, 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 not that bad. Okay. Uh, so, Social Security still weighs off. Um, uh, one thirty. We went through. Okay. Uh, well, we went through the even uh, uh, East Coast, Midwest, and Los Angeles, but we did Los Angeles in the bedroom. So. <laughs> and Aisha, what were you up to last night? Um, I procrastinated my training ride, so I didn't finish until about nine thirty. Uh, and then I took a shower and then we watched a horror movie, which was an awful <laughs> way to ring in the new year. <laughs> like to like one minute before midnight or did it, did it fall over the midnight? Um, it, we started like maybe around 11 ish. Oh. So by the time it was over, we're like, Oh, <laughs> happy new year. It's a different year. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> okay. And David, what were you up to? Okay. So normally we don't even make it until midnight, but last night, so, um, both kids are back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had a party last night and we were up till after midnight. So yeah, we had people <laughs> in the house and, um, I had to clean up this morning and, uh, it was a relatively tame party, but we had a, a nice time and, uh, yeah. And of course I have to say this and we'll see how many of you know what I'm talking about. And of course we had to play HQ last night cause it was $18,000 for the prize. We didn't win, but there you go. Anybody? Not this side of the Atlantic. Okay. Nope. The listeners will get it. It's okay. Carlton, okay. what'd you do? Uh, lived vicariously through my children. So my my teenage daughters, they went out and partied. And uh, at midnight, we talked to Josh, who is currently in Fernie in Canada as a ski instructor. So we talked to him at our midnight and he was having his, his evening meal uh, across there. So does, we kind of, does, it was cute. Josh. Does Josh know that he's got a long lost Uncle Jim? <laughs> In what way, Jim? Oh, I need a place to stay and go ski Fernie. That's just <laughs> heaven for skiing. You should see his apartment. He's he's renting it with like two Australian guys, another English guy, and one uh, American guy, I think. And it's just phenomenal. It's a wonderful, wonderful, uh, much, much bigger than our house. Uh, that he's living across there. He's, he's living in the in, in UK terms is the life of Riley. Do you understand that term? Uh, yes. Yeah? yeah. Okay. Cool. So he's he's having a good old time. A, a ski bum in Vale, where you rent a couch and mm. a tenth in line for the shower. Yeah. Mm. And there's tons of snow across there. There's tons of snow with mm. you, David, at the moment too. No. 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 Really? I haven't, at, I haven't even looked at my skis. Wow. He's got so yeah. much. Yeah, that's why we want to go to Fernie. Ah, <laughs> I, have a, I have two season passes and haven't been skiing yet. I mean, people exactly. are still riding. People are out riding today in shorts yeah. and a bib and maybe a jacket. I, I, same I yesterday. Jim, I, I now was, follow I was you. Indoors. I was indoors yesterday on my trainer and I went out to run some errands and there were lots of people out on their bikes. Uh, and it's just, I mean, there's, t- there's tons of tourists and there's people on the mountain, but I, I, we're, Jim and I are spoiled, right? Because mm. we both have season yeah. passes mm-hmm. and... It's just not worth it to go right now. There's not enough open. There's too many people on the mountain, and the snow is is no good. And do they not fake snow? Do they not pump it out there? Is that just rubbish snow? Yeah. Uh, it's no. Rubbish. Yeah. But there's just all you know. Most resorts around here have seven. Well, I guess everyone's almost at a hundred percent now. But until just a week ago, resorts were only forty or fifty percent open. And so you really had no place to go to get away from um, 
the crowds. And so you had beginners, intermediates, and experts all being idiots on the same white ribbon of death. That's the problem. Okay. Did anybody else get Jim as a robot there? Or was it just me? No, he sounded good. He sounded good here. Really? Wow, Jim, I just got you like as 30 seconds of total robot. I didn't understand a word you said. Maybe that's just normal. <laughs> I don't translate at all anymore over to the UK. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll see in the show recording what, uh, what happened exactly there. And, and hopefully I'll listen to actually what you said there. Um, I, got the, I got the final bit, don't worry. So it is 2018. Let's talk about... 2017 so our highlights our personal our cycling our professional highlights of 2017 david what were your Oof. you can you can choose you can choose some cycling highlights you can choose like asia like you've moved what 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 highlights for you stand out for 2017 okay um okay so uh... Wow, that's such an open-ended, broad question. Thank you, Carlton. Um, narrow it down. All, narrow it down. Just cycling. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll narrow it down to cycling. Mm. Um, so a couple of things. Um, for me, personally, a highlight was that I, and we've talked about this on the show, but that I had the opportunity to enjoy the Tour de France uh, in uh, a, a really wonderful French town called Le puy en velay And uh, I just had an amazing day there uh, mm. watching the tour um touring the town it was it was that was really 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 cool so um then again um our thanks to richard wittenberg for helping me set that up that was great so that was wonderful which um, which brand you may as well get the brand in and the team and <laughs> uh, well it, richard needs to come on the show he does he's been <laughs> on the show but we can we can plug him for for him so it's factor bikes yeah and um, ah, boy, I'm I'm drawing a blank on the team name at the moment. I can see their jersey in my head. Help me. Which switched again? Um, I'm googling. Google. H E two R. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and they had a they had a pretty good tour too. So mm. it, that was that was a really really cool day. Um, but speaking of the tour, you know. I, those of you who have been listening to this show and, and, and the Fredcast for, you know, 10, 12 years know that I have really been on a roller coaster ride when it comes to professional cycling, Mm -hmm. um, and my feelings about it. Um, uh, everybody knows, uh, we don't need to go into this, but everybody knows how I feel about doping and, and cheating and lying and all of those kinds of things. And, um, there are relativists who, who look at it differently than I do. I'm very much an absolutist. Um, and so, I've had over the last 12 years of podcasting a a love-hate relationship with professional cycling. I love it. I love the grandeur. I love the color. I love the pomp and the ceremony. Um, but the way that people treat the rules really gets me down. Some some and people. Some people. Some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Some. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But but to have heard a few weeks ago uh, of a, a positive result for Chris Froome. Um, and after the year that he had mm. and the years he's had, uh, that really got me down. And, I, and, and, and this one, and I'd love to hear what you guys think about this, not to get into doping and, and all of that, but, but, but what you think of this particular case, because here you're talking about somebody who has, a, has the approval of the UCI to use this particular drug, 
for asthma. Mm. Um, and he's popped for it because he's over the, the line. And there have been other people who have also had approval, who have also been banned and actually treated differently than Chris when they had a positive result. So I'm really, I'm very troubled by this one because I feel like he, he, he's been treated differently. I feel like I get that he needs to use it, but he was over the line. Um, I don't know. This, this really has me down, especially as somebody who's planning to go watch some professional mm -hmm. cycling um, next or this year. So mm -hmm. I, I'd love to hear what, all right, from a British standpoint, Carlton, how's this playing in the UK? Uh, badly, uh, apart from one thing, <laughs> in that he's not the most favourite rider of the, the British media or of Brits in general. If this was Wiggins, it would have been uh, headline news for weeks and weeks and weeks. Because it's Froome, it's almost gone under the radar. So it, it was like a, maybe a, a second or third major news story on the day. And then it was just out of the headlines just very quickly. So it stayed in the cycling headlines, but not the mainstream media headlines. So naturally, we've got to wait until we see actually what transpires with this, because he's got to come up with, well, a bunch of lawyers have got to come up with, with a defense that he's going to have to say, look, it was for this reason, this reason, this reason. So that's what he's the stage we're at now so we'll have to wait before that happens but from a, 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 a ramifications point nothing has really happened in the UK that's bad for cycling because he's not the favorite he's not the golden child in the same way that 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 Wiggins is still the golden child for the media and 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 people in general so yeah. Aisha what 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 are your thoughts on <laughs> on this particular um popping um it's one of those things where i feel like everyone else is gonna gonna figure it all out and i don't need to worry about it because i i want to care more i'm disappointed and annoyed but i know that talking about it amongst other cyclists just ends in this like ridiculous debate mm. where everybody's right and everybody's an expert and everybody's a scientist all of a sudden and i'm just like i don't know enough beyond something's clearly off here they should definitely look into it and i'm gonna let the you know the actual experts handle it because i i don't know i just what i do think it's funny. Um... It, to me it's funny that you say that because i think the exact same way in some respects i think he needs this he's got the approval to use it so how do you know now we're are we splitting hairs when we talk about concentration and and it, and what does that mean even that that there was that, that he was over the line um, if he wasn't feeling well and he was able to use it who's to say that he can't use it and at what point is this arbitrary line set so I, I'm with you I don't I don't know enough of the science you know wait, wait, yeah, wait a no. there's a there's a solid line in cycling <laughs> <laughs> this is a newsflash <laughs> right? I mean, since day one, winners have always been treated differently than the mm. rest of the peloton in cycling, correct? That's true. Mm. That's true. Okay. So there's no solid line there. And then once you're a winner or once you're in a big team, that line is blurry to begin with because we allow them to use drugs, which are allegedly banned, and then we allow them to use it. And, and the whole concept is just a bogus to begin with 
I mean, there's so many other drugs out there that you could use to, to achieve the same results physically that wouldn't have any performance and hap enhancing abilities, but we ignore those and only allow the use of the ones that do give you an advantage. You know, I mean, come on, the, the whole issue doesn't start with the cyclists themselves. You know, that's just an individual trying to get ahead. And, and you can argue whatever you want about personal morals and that type of stuff. The issue is the UCI. Until the UCI cleans up its act and says, we don't care or we do care and we are. Look at professional football. If, if people, when it stops making money, they're going to look at the drug issues finally. When UCI, when cycling finally says, we're not going to put money into it anymore, then maybe the UCI will look at it. Until then, they don't care. They're going to come up with a way around it. Okay. On the science front, I get no a lot of this. Comments? No other well, comments? On the science front, I, I get a lot of comments when this story comes up on the news because my wife's a doctor. And she knows the drugs that are used to, to treat asthma. And we, we do have an, an asthmatic uh, sports person child. So we're, we're very well up on this. And all I can say is that when the story does come up, my wife just pretty much says that you can't be taking that particular drug for that particular reason at that particular concentration. Right. Because... That's not what you use that particular drug at that concentration for. for. Right. So that, that's, that's them, the basic science. They give them a break to use a drug for a medical condition that only enhances their ability to do what they want to do. That's the only thing that drug does in that type of thing. Mm -hmm. the, whole, the whole thing is a joke. So, David, and that, has been. That, that was your low light. For the year, then. <laughs> so you had a highlight. You had the Tour de France, and that was that yeah. was your low light for the year. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So let's let's ask the same question, however, um, of of the highlight or the low light or both in cycling, personal, professional, whatever. Let Let's ask Jim. Same question. What's what was two thousand and seventeen? What what highlights were there for you? Yeah. Quite interesting in my world, I did not buy a new bike. No, that you're terrible. Off the no, show. Low light or low light. <laughs> well, I haven't figured that out yet. Um, <laughs> well, and and the, there's a couple reasons. One, I really love the bikes I have. I mean, I just if once you ride a really nice custom fit bike, your mm -hmm. life will change. And and I have that opportunity, and and it is a whole different world. Um, but more importantly, a lot of it was just I didn't know where to go next. You know, I wanted a, a bigger fat tire bike. I wanted to maybe, you know, but I thought, eh, well, who knows? And changing. I didn't even change the tires on my mountain bikes to go to a, a wider tire. I mean, there's just so many things happening in the industry that it sort of got confusing even to me, somebody who follows the industry, mm. was clients in the industry. As to what was the latest and greatest, because there were just tons. I mean, uh, my source for tips, tricks, and news on this in this place, uh, the, the spokesman, he even got tired, my brother. But I was getting emails from him every morning going, hey, did you hear this? Did you see this? Did, look at that. Kickstarter's probably got a thousand bicycle products on it. Mm. You know, all those other crowdfunding <laughs> things. Jim, far and be so it for me to say that you're the cause of the demise of the bike industry, but... 
if there's other people like you out there, and there are, this is the reason why the bike industry is hemorrhaging at the moment, if people aren't buying stuff. I spent a grand anyway. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, which, you know, I bought a couple new bibs and jerseys and... And I got all new, I got new tires I, I, and I got tubes and I got uh, two new seat posts and a new type of pump. I, I Jimmy, you're stopped. forgiven. You're forgiven. Oh. Yeah. It, you don't I have, have to buy bikes line, to spend money on yeah. bikes. <laughs> yeah, really. It is a line on my tax return. Give me a break. You know? So your highlight for 2017 was not buying a bike. And it was the low light, too, because there's nothing better. I mean, any day you get a bike, it's like Christmas, right? New bike day. Mm-hmm. New bike day. That's Christmas. Um, but at the same time, um, it's almost confusing to me. I wanted an electric bike. Man, I have been riding some amazing electric bikes. Mm. But the technology seems to be going so fast there that every time I was ready to settle on one, somebody else popped up with something that was better the next day. And I studied it for two weeks. And I'm going, ooh, let's go here. And boom, too late. You know, mm-hmm. Something else popped up. You're talking about electric stuff. bike for, for road bike? Or are you talking about like a, a commuter bike? Commuter what? bike. A commuter well, bike. A, a, commuter bike although i'm tempted as heck to go out and get electric mountain bike and then go mm. out all those places with the band and see if i can get arrested <laughs> and there are lots of bands around where you are uh not many um none around the colorado that i know of mm. uh but in utah several of the the rangers back there have banned them and then montana's got a couple i know um forest service bands are usually pretty real um, oh, I just thought of another highlight. Uh, the <laughs> um, uh, because they do have wilderness area. The Bureau of Land Management bands are a little bogus. Um, an- another highlight, and I'm going to really tick some people off with this one was, IMBA decided not to support mountain bikes in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for the first time in twenty some years, fifteen years, I joined again. Mm-hmm. Can you expand on that, Jim, for those people who maybe didn't follow that story? Like me? So, <laughs> in the United States, we have wilderness areas. These are designated by Congress as a place that no new mechanical mm. devices can be used. There are a few of our wilderness areas where current mechanical devices can be used. But they can't be upgraded, changed, whatever. But basically, it's a place where you can only hike in. You can't even, and in some places, you can't even do helicopter rescues. And so it is beautiful, very rarely seen, untracked areas that are natural. Bicycle, a bicycle, is a mechanical device. And there are a group of people who have been fighting for years to say, that bicycles, mountain bikes, should be allowed in wilderness areas. Um, There are two uh, reasons why that is opposed. The first is simple. When you're backpacking, you don't want to hear a mountain bike. You know, you don't want to be passed by anybody. I mean, when you're in a wilderness area, you're a long way from any place. And and you just don't want to hear or see the speed. You know, the only thing that fast in the wilderness area is usually a grizzly bear. Um, you just don't want it. 
but the bigger issue is is once we allow one thing in, we'll allow everything in. And the the fear is is that once we open the floodgate for just a little trickle, we'll never be able to get it closed again. As an example, um, there's been a proposal in Congress to allow more helicopter skiing in a wilderness area in, in Wyoming. Um, you know, we're going to go full bore and fight it. But I'm, I'm been environmentalist about the same time I became a cyclist, you know, with my first Schwinn. Um, I recognized that there are some areas that we shouldn't, shouldn't destroy. And I still believe in that. I still believe in that strongly. It's where a lot uh, of my money and time go. I'm on the board of a couple environmental groups, and I'm proud of that. And I'll take on all comers. <laughs> that was a good summary of that, Jim. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well informed. Yeah. <laughs> so, Aisha, you, you, you had a, well, an amazing year last year. Tell us about I it. I had a year. That's you had a year. Sure. Tell us about your year, your 2017. Um, okay. Uh, started off and I was pretty sick, but then it like got much better and then went downhill again. But that's okay. Uh, I got to race Redlands and North Star, which are pretty big races in the States. And then I, at the end of the summer, or toward the end of the summer, I made my way over to the UK, which was really cool. And I got to talk to a bunch of folks and I went to London and Birmingham and Edinburgh and Inverness. Um, and I'd never been to um, Scotland before. So. That is so sweet that you haven't just stayed in London. Really That's cool. 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 Yeah. And then we've heard you as well because you've been on the Wheel Suckers podcast. Uh-huh. So yeah. you, you, you were on there. there. They, I mean, that's a really I cool. There, they, we met on a boat and it was really cool. <laughs> yeah. And, and I got to race in the Netherlands and Belgium. Um, did some post-tour UCI races. And it was a really fun, eye-opening learning ex- experience. Um, and I did better than I thought I would. So that was really, that was a highlight, I guess. <laughs> uh, I did much better than I thought I would. So that was a, a, a huge confidence booster. And how, Congratulations. And, and moving to Atlanta, is that good for all of this? Is that like a hub, better hub from where um, you were before? Or I'm closer to my family. Uh, California was really far from everyone and mm. I travel so much that it's nice like when you're home to actually like make it feel kind of like home mm-hmm. so so I'm here and we're trying this out <laughs> see now this goes but knowing me I'll probably skip town in a couple years again because that's just what I do mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah depends if someone's chasing you whether or not it's an issue <laughs> no one is chasing me as of yet hopefully that doesn't change <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not running from anybody at the moment. Give it time. So, (laughs) I'll give you my cycling highlights for last year. And uh, one of them was certainly, I mean, one of the lowlights, yeah, Froome, okay. Uh, One of the highlights was was riding in Whistler with uh, my boy, uh, going across there and having a a great time in Canada and then riding in such an amazing, amazing place and doing the... Uh, when you go to Whistler, you, you tend to go downhill a lot. I didn't do any downhill. It was just they'd opened this wonderful, wonderful alpine um, uh, cross-country route, and it was just stunning. So so if you ever get a chance to ride in Whistler, then ride in Whistler. That was phenomenal. So we really need to go 
and talk about <laughs> plans for this year. Not next year. We are now in this year. So th- this year. 2018. When did that happen? Exactly. <laughs> so I, I, I'm going to come to you first, Aisha. What, what have you got lined up this year? What, 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 where are we going to see you racing? Where are you going to be spending a month like okay. you spent a month in the UK? What, what are you going to be doing? So I don't know. Um, <laughs> I have made plans and changed them and made them and changed them a bunch of times already. Um, and so now I'm kind of just going with the flow. I had, um, it's a tough industry out there, the whole pro cycling scene. And mm. I had a couple of opportunities sort of dangle in front of me and then kind of disappear. So I am racing solo this year. Um, and it's pretty much a matter of how far I can stretch my funds <laughs> to see where I can race and how I can support that racing and mm. where I can travel and, um, you know, who I can ride with. But the answer is I, I, I don't know. I'd love to do Redlands again. I'm thinking of trying to hit Tour de Gila this year. Um, it'd be really fun to do at least one overseas for me, anything not in the U S um, mm. stage race. Mm-hmm. Because I did a bunch of like crit-like races last season, but I really want to do a road stage race somewhere in Europe. That sounds like it would be a really awesome experience. Um, how, if you don't mind me asking, how would you do that if you're flying solo? If you're as a guest, yeah, a, I'd yeah. have to guest ride, so I'd have to uh-huh. find a team that would let me ride with them. <laughs> uh huh. For pretty much all of these, because at this point, I've been just doing. Um, these pro races and some of them you can ride independently but it sucks it's really hard self-supporting so pretty much this year I want to ride as much as I can by myself and I have um, I am an ambassador for Cannondale and SRAM and and ASOS this year so Mm -hmm. I've got some support there which is really nice um, but for the bigger invitation only or you know team required races um, I have to find a guest spot Mm-hmm. So I've got a bunch of like advocacy um, and like self-run initiatives that I'm doing to help, you know, build community and to help support myself and fund my racing. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> it's all I have a question. Now. Yeah. What do you think about the women's union? I think it's a really good idea. I think it's really sad that it's necessary, um, but it is necessary. <laughs> And I'm glad that they're, the women are banding together and demanding what they deserve, <laughs> not even what they want, but what they deserve. So, yeah, it's been a long time coming, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens as a result of it. How can we support it? How can you support the women's initiative? Yeah, meaning how can people who are listening to this podcast say, I think that's a good idea. I think that, I mean, obviously you should pay women, you should treat women the same, but what can somebody listening to this podcast do to help? Anything? Um, I'm not sure. I'm sure that they uh, probably need funds. Money always helps so they can support the things that they want to do. I looked into it a little bit and it seems like they're trying to have like a member-based union. So I don't know how outside folks can support but I'm confident that their website probably can tell you more about that. I will definitely put that in the show notes, Jim. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Now, before we get into Jim's or David's uh, plans for 2018, 
might there be, David, a, an opportunity here to mention the show sponsor? Well, there's always an opportunity to mention the show sponsor, Carlton, and I'm so glad you asked about that. And of course, we all know that our show sponsor, while longtime, very loyal, uh, wonderful sponsor, is Jensen USA. That's J E N S O N USA.com. Uh, Jensen USA, the place where you can find literally everything for your cycling lifestyle. Uh, and you will find an amazing selection at uh, just really attractive prices with unparalleled customer service. And you know why that is? And that's because the people that you talk to on the phone, they're not in some um, offshore boiler room answering calls for Jensen and then answering calls for, you know, your mobile provider. No, 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 no. These are people here in the U.S. Uh, who are actually cyclists. And so what they're talking to you about on the phone is probably something that, that, they, that they rode during their lunch hour. Um, and that's why they're called gear advisors. Now, beyond the fact that you're going to get just literally unparalleled customer service from Jensen, right now they're having their winter bike sale where you can get, well, you could save up to 50% on complete bikes. And I'm talking about brand names that we all know and love, you know, not Joe's bikes, but as an example, um, last year I bought a Colnago and an Orbea from Jensen. So we're talking about high end brands. Uh, and right now, on certain gear at Jensen, if you use the code RIDE20, R-I-D-E-2-0, at checkout for the next two days, so it depends on how quickly Carlton gets this uploaded and how quickly tonight, you listen. Tonight, tonight. There you go. You could save an extra 20% on select gear. So go check them out. It's jensenusa.com slash the spokesman, or just go to our website and click the link right there. That way they know that you heard about a, a Jensen on the spokesman, they like to know that and they like to track that. So if you would, and even if you call, could you let them know that you heard me talk about them here on the show? They love to hear that sort of thing. So again, go check them out, jensenusa.com. We thank all of you for supporting Jensen. And of course, we thank Jensen for supporting the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable podcast. There you go, Carlton. Back to you. Perfect. Thank you. No, no, no. Back to you because you're going to tell <laughs> you're going to tell everybody what, what are your... Your plans, your cycling plans for 2018. So I'm glad you asked. I have a couple. So number one is to be much more consistent in my training. And I've already started that the last couple of months. Um, I got a, and it's going to be my tip later, but I got a great trainer um, and a, uh, I'm using what I think is a great training platform on my iPad, which is keeping me motivated and interested. And I'm in pretty good shape right now. So I'm really, really happy about that. So one, be more consistent Two, um, I'm going to go to the, to see the quote unquote, big start of the Giro d'Italia. We talked about that on the show. Um, and you're going to be there and Josh is going to be there mm -hmm. and that's going to be awesome. So I'm looking forward to that. And then I just realized, um, I need to be, um, at my home office in Belgium in April. And so I thought, oh, I'm going to go watch Liège, Bas Liège, Bastogne, Liège while I'm there. And then I went, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. You can ride it. Mm. I'm going to ride it. Now, mm. full disclosure, I doubt I will do the long version, which is, you know, I don't know, it's about 170 miles and about 15,000 feet of climbing. I'm in good shape, but I'm still in my 50s, so maybe <laughs> not. <laughs> But, um, wow, what a great experience. And, and, and to be there for that, yeah, I'm doing it. So I'm looking forward to that. So those are my plans, Carlton. They sound like fantastic plans. And yeah. I, I'm happy to share at least some of them with you. 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and Jim, what are you going to be getting up to this year? Hopefully my pulse. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you know, I, I, I got to ride my mountain bikes more. Mm-hmm. Um, You're in the right kind of area for it. Oh, I'm in the center of mountain bike heaven. Totally. Um, you know, I mean, in, in all honesty, to, to get to a mountain bike trail, I have to go a mile or less. To get to phenomenal mountain bike trails, I have to go two miles. Mm-hmm. And to ride some of the best stuff in the world, I have to drive anywhere from 20 minutes to <laughs> two hours. So um, I am in heaven. And mm. it's, you know, it's just a whole process that I can hop on a road bike and be gone. Mm. you know, in 20 minutes and to hop on a mountain bike and get someplace that, that I haven't ridden. It's more fun. Just takes longer. So you have a tendency to go, oh, I'll hop on the road bike. Um, I, then, I'm totally with you there, Jim. That's probably the reason why I don't get on my mountain bike more. Yeah. Sorry, carry on. Yeah. And it's, it's wrong because it's, it's, I enjoy the mountain biking more. Mm. I mean, I love road biking, but I enjoy the mountain biking more. Mm. Um, road biking, I, I have a tendency to watch people. I'm a people watcher. Um, people say they hate Las Vegas. Go sit on the strip of Las Vegas. You'll fall over laughing your rear end off watching the people. And I'm the same way when I ride a bike. I look at everybody that I'm riding around or the people, and it just cracks me up. And I get a kick out of that. That's entertainment for me besides getting away from it all and the exercise and everything else. But you're also I, in I, a, I just got you're, go Jim, you're, all, you're also in, a, in an area where it's veined with bike paths, yeah? So... So oh, you, you have a ton of bike paths. You don't have, when you say road riding, are you talking about road road, or are you talking about going on, on on your fantastic recreational bike paths you have? You ride a bike on the road. Okay. I mean, we can ride. You can ride from downtown Denver to Utah next year on bike paths. Mm-hmm. You'll have twenty miles on the road. Um, downtown Denver is putting in segregated bike lanes that are, you know, that have barriers between the cars and the bicyclists. Um, your bike can go on any form of public transportation. Um, and you know, (laughs) my funniest thing is, is you see people who are getting into cycling. So they hop on light rail to go out of downtown Denver and Mm -hmm. ride up to the West. And then they ride the bike back downhill (laughs) downtown mm. Denver where they live mm-hmm. it's wonderful mm-hmm. you know um, so it's no excuse and in, in your part of the world there's just no excuse for not getting on a bike yeah none it's absolutely it's just you know it, it becomes a game of how much of an excuse you can talk yourself into mm-hmm. buying into mm-hmm. so your 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 plans are to do more of that to to actually ride because you are in Nirvana exactly Okay. And I meet great people. You know, cyclists are just wonderful. Uh, yes. I'll, I'll wholeheartedly agree there. We are uh, all yeah, wonderful. You run into a few, <laughs> but those I can find more. Yeah. <laughs> it crosses boundaries. It, it, it absolutely, it crosses all the divides. You've, if you can, if you can latch on to people who are cycling, you've got that in common with them, that can break down any barrier. I, I think that I think it's the, I think that's the case. You know, no matter what your your avocation is, mm. uh, you're like minded. You 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 enjoy doing the same things, and 
you either like doing those things with other people or talking about those things with mm. other people. Look, that's what we do here on this show, right? Um, but I mean, you talk to people who are sailors and they love being with sailors and you talk to people who are pilots and they love being with pilots. But um, I don't know, we have a very varied um, sort of demographic mm. in, in cycling. We were just talking about women's cycling. Um, um, and 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 you can be in, in any socioeconomic class and still be a cyclist. And I think that that is one of the things that, that makes cycling different than a lot of those other avocations and hobbies. Um, you see people who are commuting to work on multi-thousand dollar bikes. You see mm. people commuting to work on a couple hundred dollar bikes. I think all of that makes cycling cool. So I agree, Jim. It's nice talking to people who are cyclists. Yeah, and, and I'm a pilot, and I don't like hanging around pilots. <laughs> hey, you like hanging around me. Are you I a think. pilot? Yeah, of course I am. Aisha, we're the only two non-pilots here. These two are pilots. <laughs> I mean, unless you count piloting a tandem. <laughs> <laughs> it counts. Actually, that's probably... That's probably harder than a Cessna 150, so 152 showing my age. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, Aisha, I'm not going to start with you on tips, but we are going to have tips. So I'm going to start... What are you doing this coming year? Oh, have, yeah. I not, have I not done mine? Well, we did partly because I'm going to be joining you yeah. uh, in, in Israel. In, That's uh, a highlight. Giro. That's certainly going to be one of the highlights. Um a highlight for me is always just going to ride my bike more. Mm. And I'm, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm in fantastic shape, but I'm probably riding my bike, my bike more now than I have done for a number of years. So that's, I'm very, very happy with that. Uh, so that's definitely a, a highlight. Good. But tips, I, I don't normally bring up tips as something that we must talk about because you gave me one, David. <laughs> I now have one. So I'm all of a sudden, I'm a big fan of tips. <laughs> 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 so i'm gonna start with jim though jim what's what's your 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 doesn't it have to be new year related new year related or coming up this year related but it'd be hand if you it know, was i i can't find any of my brother's emails with all the great tips on them mm. <laughs> crap um don't come up with a lame excuse not to go for a bike ride mm-hmm don't come up with a good excuse. Don't come up with any excuse. I got I got to listen to my own tips once in a while. I feel personally attacked. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, believe me, it wasn't personal. It was just I know, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> wow, did that hurt? <laughs> and David the tipman himself i've been i've been waiting for to, to do this one for the longest time um <laughs> oh i want to say about six or seven years ago when i was um doing the interbike tv thing uh, they sent me over to a booth at outdoor demo and they said um go check out this trainer that lamond has it's called the lamond revolution and it was a direct drive trainer and, and i actually interviewed greg about it a couple of days later at the um at Interbike, uh, at the indoor demo, and indoor demo at the at the trade show portion mm. of Interbike, and he said this was something that that he had developed years and years and years ago, and he hadn't actually been able to bring to um, to to market. He finally did, and 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 I'm only bringing that up because 
when I rode that, that direct drive trainer, I fell in love with direct drive trainers, but they were always, um, really expensive. And I always thought I'd like to get one eventually, but you know, there's always other things you want to spend your money on. You want to save your money or, and I just, it, 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 it just never happened. Well, this year I needed a new trainer. I did a bunch of research and I, I happened upon uh, a direct drive trainer, which I love. And I've been very, very happy with it's the Elite Diretto. I did not say that incorrectly. It's D-I-R-E-T-O. Um, it is relatively affordable. It's more along the lines of a non, uh, price-wise, uh, along the lines of a non-direct um, um, drive trainer. It's more, it's more along the lines of ones that you know you set your rear wheel on and hope that your rear wheel, your rear, rear tire doesn't explode from the the friction. Um, but if you don't know what a direct drive trainer is, simply that means you take your rear wheel off. It's got a cassette, mm-hmm. and you are um, riding with the cassette that is on the trainer. It's Ant Plus. It's Bluetooth. It um, obviously, maybe not so obviously, but varies the resistance of the trainer based upon whatever software you're using, or perhaps if you have a newer Garmin um, computer on your handlebars, you can actually control the trainer based upon what's on your Garmin. So for instance, let's say you rode um, a ride that you really like, uh, say three or four months ago, you could load that up into your Garmin and you could re-ride that same ride in your basement or your pain cave or wherever it is you ride your trainer. Anyway, the Elite Doretto, I'm very, very happy with it. It's an affordable direct drive trainer. I, I just, I really, really like it. And I pair it with the second tip I have. Um, years ago, Carlton, you may remember when the Sufferfest arrived on the scene and they had these cycling videos with mm-hmm. snarky comments um, to to motivate you and to train you. And they, they had footage from famous races. And at first I remember being sort of skeptical, like how did he get, you know, to, is, is he licensing this? Is he paying for it? And yes, of course he was. Um, it's expanded and he has developed along with some really talented developers and some very talented cycling coaches a full-blown iPad app, which is, in my opinion, second to none, and I've tried them all. Um, <laughs> lots of videos, great training sessions, yoga, mindfulness, training plans, all packaged into one iPad app that, because of those snarky comments, keeps me motivated uh, <laughs> and, and, and on the trainer and wanting to go back and get back on the trainer again. So I'm very, very happy with my setup. And just to, to, to recap, it's the Elite Doretto Direct Drive Trainer uh, and the Sufferfest iPad app. What are the Five prices stars. on both these, David? So the Elite Doretto is, is, you know, depending on where you buy it, anywhere between about eight, about, that's about $800. Um, and again, when you compare that to a lot of the other Direct Drive trainers that are out there, that's, um, it could be anywhere from 50% to two-thirds the price of most direct drive trainers when i was looking at them you know i was figuring i was going to spend between 1200 and 2000 dollars. so i'm very i was very very happy uh, to have spent this and you caught me out but on the suffer fest i think i'm paying about 10 bucks a month i was going to say uh, it's a subscription and, it's not a one-off payment you, yeah you're, you're exactly. paying per month okay yeah so it's and netflix it's, yeah yeah <laughs> on and, <bikes. laughs> and mm. totally worth it i'm very very pleased with it check it out thesufferfest.com and I'm assuming there's like a free version that you can have a look at it and, and yeah. you get one one 
kind of like fell. I on. think you get like a 14, if I'm not mistaken, you get about a 14 day trial or something okay. like that. Yeah. And you can, you can check it out. Cause Nick, because look, I, I like the snarky comments. Um, they may not be for everybody. I think um, they're fun. See, you've used it. They're over the top, which is why they're fun. Like exactly. it's just enough that you're like, okay, you're just doing this to keep me going. I got it. Right. Right. <laughs> Right, yeah. exactly. David, um, send, send me the links, and I'll put them I in the show notes. I will send you the links. You got it. Absolutely. I have a question. You yeah. have a question. I have a question. Why are direct drive trainers better than any – I have a direct drive. I have one where my tire's on a bar, and I have um, the, the thing that I fall off of all the time. Rollers. Rollers. <laughs> um, and I honestly don't know of any difference – between them that I can recognize, but then most people don't recognize me as a cyclist even. So I'll tell you why I like a direct drive trainer. So, so I've had, I've had rear tire, even you, well, okay. So I've had rear tire tires blow on me when I've used a non-direct drive trainer. Um, and so then you go, Oh, well you, it's cause you're not using a trainer tire. Well, I don't want to go change my tire. Hmm. Um, and trainer tires are really stiff and hard to take off and put back on. Um, so I, I got really tired of doing that. The other problem that I had was um, I, I never really felt like I had it. I could get it adjusted and dialed just right. So either my I was getting too much friction or I was um, slipping or if I was going to climb, um, I, it never felt natural to me. Whereas if I'm doing a climbing session on a direct drive trainer – it feels like I'm climbing. Uh, and of course it's never going to slip because it's a chain and a sprocket. So for me, those are the reasons. And I've never uh, tried I, rollers cause I'm sure I'll fall over. Oh, I, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've decided if I'm ever going to have a house built in the basement, I'm going to put the two pillars close enough. I can just grab on each side. There you go. <laughs> um, interesting. Obviously that's a, uh, a level of training that I haven't achieved yet. <laughs> but Jim, you're you're in the the Nirvana area, whereas David, at, for many months of the year, he can't get out on his bike. I'm actually as high as David is almost. But, but don't they, they then they such... they they grit the trails? They they kind of they get you out there on the bike trails, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So okay, I just interesting. I just have never noticed that big of a difference. And I've also never had a tire explode. Um, but, you know, nine miles an hour on a trainer, nothing really gets hot. <laughs> <laughs> fast, so. so, Asia, what about uh, – we've left you uh, trailing close to the end there because I'll, I'll give mine in a minute. But what's, what's your tip? Okay. Um, my tip is just start somewhere. Um, yes. And as a, a starting point – I will offer, I'm doing a virtual ride series. Again, I'm bringing it back, the Do Better Together. And the whole idea is getting people to start wherever they are. So you can set a goal that however you wanna ride your bike and then you just do that and we all do it together instead of, oh, I need to do what someone else is doing. Like that guy's doing the best of 500. I need to ride 500 kilometers and mm -hmm. it just gets intimidating. So the idea is to set a goal you wanna do. So my tip is start somewhere because that's like the hardest part for me figuring out like how do i do this thing 
I, wa- I was wondering if anybody would bring up the festive 500 actually so that that would have been another question actually it, it, nobody was doing that presumably because nobody brought it up oh no i didn't do it this year no okay so the first time i tried to do it i like separated my shoulder and i just mm. haven't done it since <laughs> not because i separated my shoulder it just hasn't been worth it because it Man. it was ice or have something. i been under I a rock well. yeah seriously i feel really dumb this podcast well, you don't know what the Festive 500 is. Yeah, what yeah. is that, guys? Rafa. Okay, Rafa. it's a Strava challenge. Mm. It's a challenge on Strava every year ah. from, like, just before Christmas until New Year's, I think. It's, uh, um, you have to ride 500 kilometers in that time, and that's it. And they give you a Strava badge. <laughs> and it's a, I'm a, it's a, I'm it's a, a big well-known, I'm a well-known care. Strava Luddite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, until they... Until they come up with a uniform to wear the badges on, why get one? <laughs> in the UK, I, I heard a lot of people who I follow on Twitter was saying, because we had really bad weather, we had lots of snow, and everybody was saying, that's just totally screwed my uh, festive 500. We're, we're not going to be able to do it this year. But you can't do it. You've got to do it outside, Aisha. You can't. Yeah, you have to do it. I think you have to do it outside, right? So you can't do it on the train at the elite trainer that David was talking about. You've got to do it outside. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. I know you can't manually input the miles for sure. Like you I, have I, to... I personally think it's a good idea. You know, it, it forces you to go out maybe. Yeah. But in the case where I separated my shoulder, mm. I was so like, like gung ho to get it done mm-hmm. that I was a little reckless. It was towards the beginning of my, it was when I just got on a road bike and I was so excited and I wanted to ride all of these miles mm. and I just, the weather was not appropriate and I shouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you're going to do it, just, um, you know, don't throw caution to the wind. <laughs> it's not not okay. recommended. Well, my, my tip as, as David has uh, sort of intimated is a dog rate tip. And I posted a photograph. It did kind of semi go viral is certainly my little world uh, in that i posted this photograph of my puppy that had crawled under my cargo bike i I opened the garage i went to get a bike out i came back in the garage to find my puppy and there was chain tattoos (laughs) all all the way uh, right along his tail uh, her tail just the, the whole of this puppy was basically a chain tattoo and i'm going my wife is going to kill me. So I tweeted instantly, how do you get chain oil out of a blonde puppy's fur? And I got so many suggestions that that I would say the top one, and it didn't mean anything to me because we don't have this brand in the UK, but it was Dawn Dawn detergent. Does that, you you understand? That's how they clean the ducks with the oil spill. Yes. So people are saying, use Dawn, use Dawn. I'm thinking, who is this Dawn? Why why would I get Dawn in? (laughs) Yes, give me her number. Um, so it's a detergent. So we haven't got this in this country anyway, so I couldn't go that way. But my wife actually came up with the best suggestion when I confronted her with the evidence, which was, was, which was fairly obvious. I haven't been able to get the oil out, darling. Uh, and she just said, right, use oil. So we use coconut oil. And that is my tip. Use coconut oil. Unless you're in a country where, where Dawn detergent is available, then you can use that. But for a sweet smelling puppy, Use coconut oil. It was just instant. It was just on, off. And she That's smelled awesome. lovely. Yeah. So you've got to have this kind of stuff in the cupboard, I guess. But we've got coconut oil in the cupboard and we used it and it worked. I have it in the office, so. Mm-hmm. 
It's Why do you have it in the office? Very popular <laughs> hair product. I was going to let that one go. And I thought, no, hang on. Why have you got coconut oil in the <laughs> office? How long and who would jump okay. first? It was just too easy. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is the part of the show where she, we... She, 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 Charles, I was, I was just going to say she could be defined as a Fred dog. Right, because Freds are, are supposed to have the you know the the chain stamp on their legs. Yes. So she's a Fred dog. She's working on becoming mm-hmm. a Fred. Lit, little did she know, she had no idea what she'd done. But yes, <laughs> she could be. So David and Asia mm-hmm. and Jim, this is the part of the show where we tell people how they can get in touch with us, where they can find us online. So David, where can people find you when well, you're not in Belgium? Not a- yeah, no, yeah, not a whole lot of places these days, I would say, online. But I would say probably where I mm, post the most <laughs> these days is Instagram, Instagram. where I'm simply yep. Fredcast. Um, I'm not on Facebook, and I'm a lurker on Twitter. I don't really post there much anymore. Mm. So, And you Instagram, got me on. Fredcast. You got me onto this thing, and now you're no longer Sorry. there. So I'm there. I'm You're there. Don't you just don't post much. Okay. Yeah. Aisha, where can we where can we find you and and tell us your Twitter handle, all that kind of stuff. Okay, I'm in all the places. Um, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at <laughs> I suppose A Y E S U P P O S E. That's very Scottish. Started... That's very Scottish. Is it? Yes, I is Scottish for yes. So or it's the first three letters of Aisha. <laughs> I know. Yes, but you kind of you had a very Scottish sounding Instagram when you went to Scotland. There you go. Hmm. Yeah. Well, they did ask me how I got the name McGowan, but that's for another podcast. Of course, yes. You're, <laughs> you're and, totally uh, Scottish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and my website is www.aquickbrownfox.com. Cool. Thank you. And uh, Jim, where can we find you? Uh, recreation-law.com. Twitter handle is Recreation Law. Instagram is Recreation Law, but I don't really go there because no one likes to see pictures of contracts. Is there uh, a hyphen or is it just the words? Uh, the words on Instagram and Twitter, and there's a hyphen on the website. Okay, good to know. Cool. Yeah. And Google I. Recreation Law, you'll find me. <laughs> and I am. Law at gmail.com. When I can get a word in edgeways. I am <laughs> Colton Reed, R-E-I-D, on Twitter. I dabble on Facebook. I'm with David on this one. I don't do Facebook a great deal. I do do Twitter a, a great deal more. I am now doing much more doggy Instagram and video doggy Instagram. So that, that's that's absolutely taken over from, from the bike bits on Colton Reed Bike on Instagram and my day job, if that is such a thing anymore, is uh, uh, on bikebiz.com. So this has uh, uh, been a New Year's Day episode of the Spokesman Roundtable podcast. And I I love David when he does the outros. And I know David loves doing the outros to this show. David, are you going to do us the honours? Well, this has been the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable podcast. Our thanks to... Aisha and Carlton and Jim and David for joining us today. But most of all, thanks to you for listening and staying subscribed. And of course, telling your friends and cycling pals about the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable podcast. For links and show notes, go to www.the-spokesmen.com. And now between this show and the next, the Spokesmen have spoken. Yeah, I'll still say get out there and ride.